is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The way I record my podcast, I have like a $30 little teeny tiny like lav mic and I usually clip it on and then I end up holding it. Yeah. I just don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I trust my own hands and that's it. Mm-hmm. I hear you. No, I get that. The lav. I want to actually get that so you can do it's more better for like interviews or in mm-hmm. locations because like, you obviously can't like take this. This is harder to move around. But then the it's hard really if you nice. have jewelry, it hits it, you get the thing. Mm-hmm. You get the, exactly. If you really want the real microphones, you want the one that hooks around your ear. Lady yes. podcasting. <laughs> like, that's what you want. Is your jewelry getting in the well, way of like, your podcast? Well, like we yeah. Said I wear so much jewelry. Where people have like metal <laughs> metal on their jackets and it just it affects how it Two, can be sometimes. Three, it's very true. Four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Talk 30 to me. It is great. Hi, I'm Kimmy. This is Kelsey. And this is Talk 30 Rock to Me. You can't whisper it. You just got to own it now. Oh, I know. It's so late in the game. I like stumbled and I was like, how do I say this? And I just went back to like old uh-huh. formation. <laughs> That's good. So whatever. Regressing is good. It's We're- Talk 30 Rock to Me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the name of our show. Um, hi. How are you? I'm good. It's been a week. It's been a whole damn week. Man. It really only has been. It's I been less than a week. Since We've I've seen, seen each other a lot lately. A lot. I'm it's really weird. into it. Yeah, because like when life gets busy and we're like, it's been three weeks and we haven't seen. I each know. Other. Well, you and I talk every day now too. I know. It's, it's really great. Fun. It's a lot of me freaking out and you being like, "Kimmy, no." Like it's okay, breathing or me. I'm busy at work. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> but I know it's if, if anything good has come out of this podcast, I like that. Our I get friendship. To be, yeah, it's blossomed. It's a lot. It, not that it was bad before, but it's it's oh, just on a whole other level. Think? No. Ooh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I regretted making that joke. You start podcasts with your friends when they're like on Rocky and you're like, you know, the way to fix this, just spend a lot of time. Together. Oh, that's like that new Adam <laughs> Pally movie Band-Aid where him and his wife are fighting. They're like, let's make a band and sing about our issues. And it looks really good. Oh, my. Yeah. Soul. So that this is this is our podcast. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so if you want to buy a new friend on Amazon, Ooh. <laughs> you can uh, purchase that person, I don't know, through our link on Boardwalk Audio. Are you wanting paisley tops, sweater capes, calypso music, uh, flip flops with a heel to make Taffy. your butt lift up? Get it on Amazon at our Boardwalk Audio that Amazon link. That was the better link. way to go with that joke. <laughs> go, to, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk30rocktome. Click the support our artist button and you will be taken to Amazon. And if you buy stuff on there, we get some money from that so we can buy fun new podcast related things or Calypso music and sweater. Definitely just buying Taffy from Rhode Island. I don't like Taffy. We can talk about that a little bit. Oh, we'll get into it. She's more of an Abba Zappa girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You can also follow us places and subscribe for us please subscribe, subscribe to us if you haven't please click that button it reviews helps us out. all that stuff mm-hmm. we are rambling a lot and there's somebody here with us yes <laughs> becca hi hi becca greenberg is here with us yay i am so excited to have you here i'm so excited to be here <laughs> becca um, and i intern at nerd Melt. she is a stand-up she is a podcaster she's an all-around very funny lady oh my god thank you so much no <laughs> i say it because it it's true oh my god but I'm really excited to have you here today to talk about this incredible episode of 30 Rock. I'm so but excited. before we get into the specifics of this delightful Oprah episode, yes. I want to talk to you a little bit about your experience with the show. Yes. We like to act, ask people, act people. Act people. We make uh, you act out this next part. Cool. Yes. <laughs> we like to ask people what their meet cute with 30 Rock is. Oh. Were you, were you just walking down the street and you and Tina Fey made eye contact and you were like, I must watch her show? I like, what is your story? Pass out if that happened. I know, right. wouldn't we all? I just, I feel like. I can't like remember. I mean, I know there was a time before 30 Rock 
was a show in my life but it was mm-hmm. important then but like, it wasn't important like uh, wasn't anything <laughs> like i just feel like it was like and now i watch the show like this is my life because i remember i used to watch snl obviously mm-hmm. when i was a kid big tina Obby. fey fan mm-hmm. oh she was so good she was a person on tv who had like dark hair and glasses and i was like i have dark hair and glasses we're soulmates <laughs> and then it was like tina fey has a new tv show oh i guess i'm watching that show so it was pretty much that is a little bit how it works met you know <laughs> no that is how it works I, she talks about that in the book very much about being like a brown haired lady on TV. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and that, I was like that she calls it yellow hair for blonde people. Yes. That's a, that's yes. going off. I used I to call funny. it yellow hair like there was this movie did you ever guys did you ever guys did you guys ever see the movie um, The Swan Princess? The it's a cartoon, cartoon movie. Yes. I, I mix was, it up with Anastasia. Yes. Was she a fairy? Is that the one where she was a fairy? She was not a fairy. She was a swan. cursed. <gasps> she, that's the that's, one where she's, okay, like, yeah. she's like, I love you. And she's like, why do you love me? Because you're so beautiful. And, and she's, she's like, like uh-uh, it. wedding's off. And he's just like, what? <laughs> but anyway, she had yellow hair. And I used to like go to the like hair salon with my mom and be like, I want yellow hair. And they'd just be like, you're so dumb. <laughs> 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 oh, it's just interesting. I haven't thought about Swan Princess in forever. Ever, but so you started watching 30 Rock very naturally. Oh, then. yes. Thumbelina is what I was just thinking. Oh, uh, it's a good one, too, though. Sorry. They're all those off brand, like Disney princess uh-huh. movies. I love an off brand like... Disney movie almost as much as I love a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> off brand, that sounds like a podcast. <laughs> off brand um, Disney movies would be such a good podcast. That'd, That'd be, be interesting. a lot of fun. That's your second podcast after you like complete yours, which yours can go on forever. So we'll get there, so, though. We'll yes, get there. We'll get there. So you start watching 30 Rock. Now, what uh, you're someone who's passionate about comedy. Well, let me back mm-hmm. up. What got you interested? in comedy like what made you go like this is something i can do and i love interesting question maybe not that in that order well i always wanted to act as a child i like i saw this documentary i guess on like 60 minutes and it was like i've actually i don't know if we know the oakwood apartment it's called something else oh now. the oakwoods and i was Are like call something else now it's called like they like rebranded because and they I, were so sick of people being like oh the oakwood yes <laughs> but i think it was because it was on love they're just like yeah people die here so yeah I they did they go like into it try to like rebrand it but i'm just like it's the oakwood if anyone doesn't know the oakwood apartments are this like group my father actually lived in them for a little bit they're oh, these really? groups of furnished apartments right near the studios and pretty much every single disney star or young person who moves out to hollywood um mm-hmm. pretty much since like the 70s or 80s oh yeah lived there at one point and it's they always have these crazy stories of like hi i was living there and shia labeouf and hillary duff were also living there oh, like yeah it's funny. crawling these, with child stars i want to be child stars all disney kids it's across the street from all the studios and oh, whatnot yeah. but um so they're really infamous and it also they're shown in love which cracks me up but i think my dad lived there for like a couple months when he moved out here with his mom in like the 80s oh my god yeah which is re- he didn't tell me that until like a year ago and i like lost my it's mind it's like i feel like it's like an iconic la place but anyway it I saw is a documentary about it and i was like mom we're moving there and she was like <laughs> no <laughs> you have to finish college i was like fine i will so i always like acted and like did like school plays and everyone would always just be like you're so funny you're a comic actress and i was like um no i'm gonna win oscars like <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. And then one day I was finally like, oh, I guess I am funny. And then, I don't know, I always listened to stand-up. And I mm-hmm. always, I don't know, I just always loved comedy. I used to listen to stand-up on, like, the school bus. Like, I'd be, like, in middle school listening to, like, Patton Oswald And, like... You're so cool. I know, right? <laughs> I was really cool in middle and high school. It's what you should take away from this. I mean, hell yeah. Yes, but I just always... I've been a comedy girl. Mm-hmm. 
I just let it take over my life as I got older. Mm-hmm. Who were the people that really influenced you? Obviously, other than Patton Oswalt. I love Patton Oswalt. Well, I always really loved Sarah Silverman, and mm-hmm. I always will defend her. And people are just like, she just tells poop jokes, and it's like you no. don't even you don't even know. <laughs> no, I mean Tina Fey has always been a big one for me. Amy Poehler, all those fabulous ladies mm-hmm. of sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. I was always like, I'm gonna do like UCB, and I'm gonna move to New York, and blah blah. And then you know, obviously that didn't happen. So, well, you you you. You're here. I'm here. I'm and happy. You're to doing be here. comedy here, so yes, even better. The the weather's better, and I don't live in a shoebox. Exactly. <laughs> two two big wins in two LA. Two for two. Exactly. <laughs> the main reason people move here. But have you done UCB here? I have not done UCB here. It is very expensive. It is very expensive. I've done the sketch program at Nerdist, and oh, I'm okay. trying to do a sketch program at another place. I'm just trying to like get like discounts and like maybe even some free classes. So hey, I get that. Waiting for that to pan out for me i was talking to sammy and she told me there's really good improv classes too in the complex like that area on santa monica boulevard with all those theaters mm-hmm. i just forget i think it's where like power violence used to be and whatnot mm-hmm. these are very local references i'm making right now everyone so is so local. excited but um the improv classes they have there are supposed to be really good Dope. so she was really she was talking about them very highly and i kind of trust her taste so yeah. but they also might be really expensive who knows I don't. Being an improv person is very expensive. It's a whole so. like industry now. And also, it's not even a cottage. It industry. really is it's like a corporation. Industry. UCB. UCB is the man. No, they're he- they are the man. Like in the <laughs> 1970s, like oh the man. But we we respect and, and love them. Like oh my god, like early 2000s, like UCB. Like have you guys heard of this? And now it's like the the, the man. They make all their money by doing corporate retreats. Like they go to corporations. They teach improv classes as oh, like group exercises, which is smart. It's really oh, cool. Yeah, of course. They're making bank and i'm very impressed by it but it's just so it's that thing where like it's the same way i feel about when everyone's like oh my god i love star wars and i'm like don't you remember when star wars was like weird like (laughs) yes this i mean this episode we see the whole thing like she's being princess leia and it's like played off that it's like weird that she's this into star wars right okay like weirdo now obviously not everyone goes into jury duty dresses princess leia I wish I've I've always I, wanted to I do this. I would love a jury of Princess Leia. It would be the if that, see. I would trust that jury a lot. I would feel real safe. I would feel depending very safe. on my crime. They're gonna side. <laughs> they're gonna side with me as a lady, right? But all this being said, is like the whole point of her love of Star Wars that it's like this really funny nerdy thing that she's super right. into it. But that's not weird anymore. Everyone loves mm-hmm. Star Wars. It's weird to watch that underdog thing that you're passionate about become mainstream. I mean, and everybody said TV. May the Fourth right on Facebook. Everyone, you're like, have you even seen? Have you even seen it? I was not on Facebook, but I really wanted to post my favorite thing I saw was everyone doing, a couple people doing photos of Colin Firth saying, may the Firth be with you. Oh, I saw that. That's very funny in my book. (laughs) That's the right amount of laughing for that joke, but it's so good. But, um, so as someone who really, uh, you know, loves comedy, Mm -hmm. you know, Kelsey and I are very passionate about the show and sometimes I feel like it gives us blinders. I'm very confident Mm -hmm. in the brilliance of the show, but we're a little blind to it. We've loved the show for a long time. Why, what do you think is... Do you like you watch the show? Do you mm-hmm. love the show? Are you fine with it? Do you think it's an incredible example of comedy writing? Do you think there are better? Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel about the like level of greatness of the show? Well, I do think it's a really great show, and I hadn't watched it in a while when I sat down to watch this episode mm-hmm. for the show, and I just sort of was like reintroduced, like, oh my god, there are so many jokes per There's minute so on this show. Jokes. It's just like like when we were talking earlier, like, oh, whatever, whatever, your favorite lines, like what like you you <laughs> cannot just pick one like i have a couple in my head that i'm just like oh that's a great line but they're like the the jokes per minute it's like it's almost overwhelming but it's not overwhelming it's perfect mm-hmm. so i think it's really great i think the writing is really excellent the characters are so unique and special and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the reasons people have such a re- special relationship with the show yeah yeah 
No, I agree with you. It, mm-hmm. It's so fast paced. There's such good character work. Cool. Yeah. You just affirmed what I've been, we've been saying. Yeah. What we've known. Yeah, we've known for a long time. Cool, Kelsey. We're on Love the right it. path. Cool. Good. Good job, guys. <laughs> we chose well. I like it. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Oh, I, this is the ready we're ready for. I'm like, oh, straight into the episode. I forgot. That. 30, <laughs> you always remind me to do 30, 30. <laughs> I'm glad. It's, it's probably actually, can I be real? It's probably my favorite part of the show. Really? I love 30, 30. This is one of my really favorite funny. segments. So anyway, 30, 30, 30, 30. All right. Oh, that was um, finishing it. Okay. So Kelsey. I read, <laughs> sorry. I read Alec Baldwin's latest autobiography, Nevertheless. Oh. Um, and every time I say it, I say nevertheless, she persisted. Um that's yes. not what Okay, can I pause this? Did Elizabeth sure. Warren say that? Where did that come? All I know is that Elizabeth e- Warren got interrupted and then everyone was like, Nevertheless, she persisted. And I'm like, what does that mean? I didn't uh, watch it. I don't even I don't know. know. It's a bracelet this. now. I know. <laughs> They're selling it over at uh what what is that? Oh, I can't. It's name like it on now. a lot of things now. It's been very branded. It's like very over at Junior quickly. High and over mm-hmm. at the whatever that place that makes the futures female yeah, I saw shirts. It at junior High, yeah. Yeah, that's where it is. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> so many local. This show, I just really showed how like connected I am right now. Right. I just know that we say that now. That's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> anyway. So that's all he talks about in his entire book. No, so he talks <laughs> like it's like the autobiography of his life. So obviously he talks about growing up and how he was really poor and the relationship with his parents and his siblings and and with uh frick i forgot her name uh kim basinger Basinger. like all that stuff like talks about that great and then toxic relationship and then the issues Mm. that he's had with ireland but not the country um his daughter oh yes (laughs) and the country (laughs) and the Um, country he's not allowed to go there anymore um and (laughs) it was really the he talks about because like the issues with like the whole voicemail situation with him leaving that voicemail and you know um, simon and schuster like you're this book is so you talk about that voicemail and he was right, like that I don't is really... like it's a the long con you choose voicemail or fr- words with friends on blame you choose yeah well he doesn't even spend that like because it was in the midst of him talking about his relationship with kim and how this was one of the things that in their battle of like the divorce and everything how this got leaked by her lawyer whatever the heck it was um but that how he his relationship with ireland like it has ups and downs like any father does with their teenage daughter yeah um and how he when she was in high school junior high how he would um every weekend or every other weekend i think he would fly out to la because he was in new york that he was there and he's he'd pick up for school and read to her class on monday morning and then make it back like damn it'd be so fun class? to be in that class when, when she was young sorry, oh, gonna was young, say sorry. When she was in junior high <laughs> sorry it, like, I mean, it was like forever no, it was, war and peace let's go it was like between he said between labor day and memorial day he flew coast to coast 18 times every year because he was okay whatever trying to be a good dad he's like and sometimes i'd get there and she'd blow me off and I'd be there the next weekend anyway. Um, and then he starts talking about 30 Rock. And what's interesting is that the way he talks about the job on 30 Rock, getting the job is different than how Tina describes it in her book, where oh. she says he was on set and Lauren and her were like, well, let's go talk to him. And he said he got a phone call. Whatever. Not that big of a difference. But it's always like, oh, I want your stories to line up. Um, <laughs> I like that they don't, though. It's like, ooh, the truth what really is happened? What really happened? Um, but he talks about how that is the best job he ever has had and ever will have that he loved working it. on 30 rock i so believe um, it you could see that in his performance just mm-hmm. how like joyful well, he is. i really liked that he made a comment where he's like i'm not a comedian i'm an actor so when someone gives me funny lines i'm going to be funny because i'm acting out funny lines and so he'll talk about he's okay. like the, the funny people are like it's tina fey's funny and like talking about the writers that are funny that he's just a good actor um, which I kind of appreciated. And it That's was definitely yeah, interesting interpretation. because whenever you see him stuff, he's doing other people's work. He's performing their work. So I really, I enjoyed him saying that. And then there was all this stuff where I guess he read it, one of the chapters out of Barnes and Noble or whatever. And it's like, Oh my goodness, he was in love with Tina Fey. 
I loved that news story. Okay, it's just the so stupidest thing. Much. Because right. he says within the book, there's probably ten examples of him saying, "I met this woman and I fell in love." I met this woman and I fell in love. Like he said that about Megan Mullally too when he was on Will and Grace. He's just one of those people that's attracted to talent. I, I love think. with Megan Mullally. I mean, like, everyone. Who is who is everyone. Did you guys see her new GQ, GQ article with her? Anyway, I know I saw on. that picture. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm so excited good. for the pre the trailer for the next season. Will and Grace is coming out yes. on Monday. Really? Yes. Oh my god, they already <laughs> done it. That's the, another show the, I'm very the, passionate. Yeah, it's coming out. Fall, dang! Um, I'm very excited about. It. But he talks about that, and he even he was sweet. He put Megan Mullally and Jane Krakowski. Tra- Jane Krak- Krakowski. Krakowski. Oh. I was, gonna, I was combining. I was combining John Krasinski and Jane Krakowski. Well, it's funny because John Krasinski, the same thing happened to him too. You where he John went, Krakowski? No. Anyway, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just he puts them in the same like vein of comedy. Um, Jane and Megan, which I really, and so it was, it was just very sweet. That's interesting. That actually really makes sense to me. They're, they're, because they're both very like theatrical performers. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. go big, and, but when they go big, it works versus it's not too big. And they know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're also both gorgeous and they can sing. And what was interesting too is he also mentioned how he's like, I never thought that a sitcom would be something that I wanted to do. I never did. And he did, he did the guest appearance on the episode of Friends. And he said like it was a fine experience, but literally like two days before he shot his scenes was when all of the actors got signed on for season nine and making a million dollars an episode per actor oh my and God. he said they were all kind of in this weird little high and all the executives and producers were focused on the talent and not the guest mm. and he's like it wasn't a bad experience but then when he went to will and grace and was there for his five or eight episodes that was the fun experience that made him go oh maybe i could do a sitcom and i'd really enjoy it mm-hmm. and so the will and grace is really what made him be willing to say yes let's do 30 rock uh, and he ended up loving it and said it was the greatest thing he ever did. So it's interesting though because this functions so differently than one of those. Like the sitcom, the multicam sitcom lifestyle. If you're an actor, is supposed to be the dream because you only you work pretty much like a nine to five. It's my dream. It's yeah. like <laughs> the, it is absolutely 100 percent the most comfortable and challenging because it's like theater you're performing live yeah. theater but you're going to work on it like it hits me it's just it hits all those points you would want as someone who enjoys comedic acting but what he was doing was like in a eight million movies yeah but what's interesting because he talked about how when he he talked to megan about megan running for same basis yeah. about yes. like what their schedule was like and it was like you know read through this i read through and that it was literally like a couple hours here a couple hours there and he talked about how appealing that was to him oh yeah and he doesn't talk about how that's not how it was like on 30 rock but i think we know at least from Tina Facebook because she's talking about the writing side of it. But I don't know if you were just an actor and not part of the writing team, Mm -hmm. if what the days were like as an actor on the show, Mm -hmm. we don't know what that was like. No, that's true. But yeah, so I enjoyed the book. It was, it's always fun to hear some more stuff. And he says amazingly nice things about Lauren Michaels and Jack McBrayer. How, if there's any moment of the show where some heart was needed, you just threw Jack in the scene. And as we said, not not Jack Donaghy. Uh, and he says a really sweet thing about how the, when he starts talking about how when he saw Tina Fey, he was in love with her. He's like, and I turned to Marcy or Marsha, whoever was sitting next to him, and was like, "Is she single?" And she's like, and he, he she pointed to a short little man in the corner and said, "That's her husband." And he said, at the time, he thought, "What is a woman like Tina doing with a guy like that?" Um, and then he said, "But when I started working with them on Thirty Rock, I suddenly realized, well, what is a guy like that doing like with Tina?" That he, right. his opinion of Jeff. So 
that completely switched. Not that Tina was a bad person, but that he mm-hmm. had this other respect for him that he didn't because he was a short little man with curly hair. Exactly. <laughs> no, I found that story because it, it went the same way when um oh uh, not who plays Pam whatever yeah, name, I, Jenna you Jenna. got excited about that. I one. thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't believe it. I thought it was really. I think I liked it because I thought I said a lot about when you're performing with someone and your performance is really special. It's because there's something a little real in it. Mm-hmm. There's not yeah. actually weren't actually in love, but they like they were engaging in an artistic way that was really really real and really connecting mm -hmm. and that was really beautiful i promise i didn't actually think they were in love (laughs) Uh but i think it had the same sort of explosive like one line kind of thing that made buzzfeed lose their mind that this thing did like this thing exploded as well well i mean again everyone realizes he wasn't actually in love with tina fey (laughs) but i think you know what it is it that represents something really great because he was like i mean again the term the baldwin was like a term for hot in the 80s like he's the epitome of like the the like hot intelligent capable he was like this like movie star yeah and tina fey which is weird because she's so hot um but she kind of represents the every woman the like girl who's like wears glasses and brown hair and is smart and and wanted to be educated and wants to do things Mm -hmm. she represents that for all like us ladies who aspire to that mm-hmm. so to have the hot movie star make a reference mm-hmm. about how great you are that's why it exploded because everyone wants to be tina fey and everyone mm-hmm. wants alec baldwin <laughs> to fall in love with them does that make sense you get everything you want in that scenario <laughs> exactly so of course it was fake but i love that he was like who is this woman um it makes me happy a mm, lot also it. couldn't you see him and megan mullally together just Ugh, a what bit? a power couple they oh, play no. a couple together on will and grace i never watched it <laughs> well you can see them together okay i'm doing <laughs> it you just won me over i'll watch it after i watch cheers Let's talk about this episode. Yay. I think like it has an official name, but it's just the Oprah episode, right? I mean, yeah. I think that I think we made our point. Yeah, if Oprah is on this episode. Do we do we know this? That's all that defines <laughs> it. So, I oh. <laughs> this is episode two of season three of Thirty Rock. Believe in the stars, mm-hmm. which has multiple meanings on this episode. There are multiple stars that you should believe in. Yeah, I didn't actually think about because Kenneth about- is the one who says that line. And it's not about Oprah. I literally did not think about this <laughs> at all. <laughs> Damn it. That's very good. Too bad we don't have a 30 Rock podcast. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking about the wrong things, guys. I'm perpetually thinking about the wrong things. You're like, there was no astronomy in this episode at I all. I, I mean, I think I just, it's really funny. Nor, uh, never mind. I'm tired. It's all right. I'm very tired. Let me, so air date for this episode was November 8th, 2008. Director was Don Scardino and writer was Robert Carlock. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carlock, yes. Uh, Good old Carlock. Right. My recap for this episode is that after losing Kenneth's respect, Jack spends the episode trying to prove to Kenneth that the right choice isn't always the easiest. Tracy and Jenna are in a contest to see who has it tougher in life, white women or black men. And Liz meets Oprah on the way back, or Oprah is in quotes, sorry. Liz meets Oprah on the way back from jury duty and gets her to come in and save the day. I could hear the quotes the last time you did that. It was really cool. I, I know. I, like, I like read it real quick and I'm like, dang it. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Stage about this shirt. Olympics one. I love this Olympics Kenneth storyline. Yes. Oh my gosh. Dear Lord. Okay. It is so funny. <laughs> I, I love all the fake possible Olympic sports. Synchronized. I was running. trying to think of other ones. Jazzercise. Jazzercise? No, but pong. that's like a real thing. tennis. Yes, it was beer pong, but it's not an Olympic sport. <laughs> but these other ones are fake. Well, no. Okay, yes. They're not just fake Olympic sports. They're fake sports, period. It's true. But that's what Kenneth says later. He says beer pong and jazzercise. And women's soccer. And women's soccer. 
oh just another <laughs> knock at poor women's sports god bless them oh my soul how did, did it, it in those olympics did, i think we won that was the year it was like a really big deal that they won right where were the olympics that year that was beijing yeah no oh, beijing oh because this would have been right after kenneth went to beijing yeah exactly so that's why he's like so emotional that's why invested. he knows tyler brody or whatever oh. kenneth is such Kenneth is such a perfect character because really? he is the embodiment of like American innocence and sincerity. Mm-hmm. So they always can just him. He is such a perfect foil for Jack in so many ways. I know the main foil for Jack is obviously Liz, mm-hmm. but like him and Kenneth are so opposite, but the same. They're so all American. Mm-hmm. They're so, they're so, it, so not earnest. I don't know, but do you know what I mean? Like they're both so focused and they both have like goals and purposes mm-hmm. and yeah. but they're so different and they function so differently they're just perfect foils so whenever you want to make a statement about um american innocence and naivete and sincerity and then also big business and the man you just put those two in a scene mm-hmm. together and it creates a moral quandary instantly yep it's so perfect mm-hmm. and it it's it's just such another good example if you create good characters your show can go forever oh yeah it, it really really forever. can this show because they just always there's always conflict that's really interesting to me right i yeah. do think it's sorry go for it no well they're put they're put in opposition with each other a lot and not always it's not always the main plot of the episode but it happens a lot i feel like oh yeah i mean we saw an episode what was that three or four when they play poker yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. with the really early on yep they're very early established that these two are two characters that are actually heavily influencing each other. And oh, yeah. we see it obviously without going into detail. Um, that's where the show leads in the end. Th- th- that dynamic oh, yeah. is incredibly important and creates kind of to who he, he's going to be or who he's already becoming or has, has been for a long has time. Has been meant to be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the prophecy. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I just really enjoy any episode where their dynamic is really featured. Yeah. Because they just, I don't know. It just there's just so many possibilities and I'm just getting too excited, but I love them very much. That was the point. Clearly. I'm clearly. sorry. <laughs> How many minutes? I've been doing this for five minutes now. Great. No, you're good. I started um, it. I was laughing that because like they're because Tyler Brody's upset because he got silver silver medal instead of gold medal. And gold medal was Lance Speedman. Ah, um, these names. I want to just like, <laughs> let's just pitch. What are like really good like Olympic athletic, names? You're right. Exactly. <laughs> But, I can't. I just came up with Laura Croft in my brain, so I'm not gonna. Still, but also like mm. the the final score for that game, like Tyler was 17 to two. God, Tyler really <laughs> failed at it. Also, what was he doing in that crouching position? What was that gonna achieve him? He was not. That was not the right stance. And that's why he got silver. That's why he got silver. Clearly, <laughs> in tetherball. Oh my goodness! Olympic tetherball. Also, those unitards they wear were it incredible. It helps them move around a lot. And- it looked like old Range fashioned like bathing suits that men would wear. Like old timey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this was an incredibly long intro because by the time we got to the theme song, it was four minutes into the episode. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. What was it? So that whole thing was the cold open, right? Well, it, no, no. Cause it wasn't just the, the, cause it's, it starts with, <laughs> with Liz walking in and Jack having to carry on two conversations at once. Oh, you're right. Oh, I love that. And then it gets and Lemon. then you, 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 you are both conversations. You're introduced to all three conflicts, all three storylines in the opening in those four minutes. God, this show's so well because written. you also get because Jenna's already upset that she wasn't compensated correctly. Like all three of those um, storylines are all introduced in the four minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What else happens in that storyline? So it starts with the Tyler Brody thing. And then 
Kenneth says the line because well, Kenneth is like sitting in the studio and he's all upset and Jackson's up saying like you know the right thing isn't always the easy thing to do and mm-hmm. what would you do if you were on a say you're on a lifeboat you're on a lifeboat like, <laughs> no it's gonna capsize oh my gosh it's so funny um no I what was I gonna say about this one um I had something written down and I can't remember what it was sorry I'm just gonna cut this out <laughs> I, my problem is I don't write this in, in like storylines I just write it as I watch yeah. and so I have to go find things oh right Jack it's, is concerned yeah. when he realizes that Kenneth has lost his respect for him and so I just love that he goes to Liz and says do you think Kenneth respects you and he's like yeah like he calls Tracy's lizard sir like you have to be a real <laughs> monster to not have the respect of him what are we talking about <laughs> no, <right? laughs> oh he just has a tendency he, I also love how he hangs up the angry Jack businessman hang up where he just yells and then puts the phone down immediately which you only do in movies no one ever does in real life but (laughs) i do want to back up though um to tyler brody himself i found deeply entertaining that he was just really really engaged with being the voice of knight rider in the movie yeah right like that would be that's such a victory i'm listening isn't that when they were bringing back knight rider that they really they were then i don't think they did i was looking at there was there was like a two season tv show of it and then there was it's about a talking car right yeah okay it's about it's a motorcycle or is it a car Mm. it's a car is it a car the hoff there was was a there was a knight rider tv show from 08 to 09 yeah really yeah they brought it back and i think that's right when they were discussing it this because uh i love the idea though it's not the show it's the movie um you know the integrity of a movie yeah plus the idea that they were like this is gonna go great we're gonna make a movie it's gonna be a big (laughs) goal because yeah knight rider died who was the uh did Nick Cage do his... Was Nicolas Cage in Knight Rider or something? You think Ghost Rider, maybe? That's what I'm picturing. Thank yeah. you. That had a flaming motorcycle yeah. or something, That had a flaming right? and a, like a death face. That's what I was picturing. Wasn't his head on fire? Something like that. Right. I did not watch that franchise. No. Neither did I. Was that a Marvel property? You Who could tell Ghost me Rider? that and I will believe you. I know. They're all Marvel <laughs> properties, aren't they? Because the world is owned by Disney. But, As it should be. Um, all right. <laughs> I don't have any strong feelings about Minus this whatsoever. Nazi roots or whatever. Mm, well, those rumors. This but yes. dude <laughs> who played Tyler Brody has been in a lot of yeah. random things. I was going to ask, like, what else has he been in? Yeah. Well, who is he? Is he okay, a UCB so person? He's yeah. just got, like, he, he does a lot of, like, little guest spots. Um, he was in an episode of Inside Amy Schumer. He was in an episode of, of Veep. So all the no, that's not filmed. No, if it was an early episode of Veep, if Veep it was filmed in uh, Maryland. So yeah, all he was the in East Coast. Two shows. episodes Woo-hoo. of Mad Men. He was in Boardwalk Empire. He was in two episodes of Law and Order. Yep, all the East Coast shows. Uh, <laughs> Mad Men in the East Coast show. Yeah, they filmed. He was in three episodes of, of Weeds. He's been a lot of the different Law and Order. Like SV. He was in Sopranos. So he's a New York actor. So, so you'll see him in shows. Sopranos yep. soon. <gasps> I'm excited. It. He was in Tyler ER. Brody. Yeah, he just does a lot of random little. Uh, his name's Remy, Remy. Aubergine. Can I see it? Aubergine. Aubergine sounds like aubergine. Um, aubergine. It sounds like yeah. Quebecois, <laughs> like like a French Canadian name. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Who knows? It does sound French Canadian. Who knows? But um, I just says a lot about him that he's really into this Knight Rider thing. That's all I'm saying. That was all, that's what oh, I really want to talk his about. His last name is pronounced Aubergine. Aubergine. That sounds like um, French Canadian nonsense. Oui. I'm just kidding. We love a French Canadian nonsense uh, audience, not nonsense. I love, nonsense. Damn it. I love you, Quebec. <laughs> Shit, damn. 
Je t'aime. We have enough French Quebec on this podcast. Poutine. They know we like them. I know. Well, it's that's a, the whole, well, anyway, that's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> all right. So he's trying to prove. I really enjoy the social experiment aspect of what uh, it's really terrifying that Jack is putting Kenneth through these situations. Yeah. But um, you get the great line when, because this kind of comes from, it's merging part of the storylines, but Jack makes a comment at one point that Kenneth really isn't the equivalent of like a white male. He's more of a lower middle class inner city Latina. Oh, inner yeah. city Latina. I love that line. And so it's after, such a great line. After the situation with the elevator, Jack says that you are one Latina fantis- fant- fantastica. One Latina fantastica. fantastica. <laughs> what does he say? Hola. Is that what he says? Because mm. then Kenneth goes, Hola. Oh, I don't remember. You're that. looking at me. <laughs> I don't remember that. Part. Oh, I think Maybe he responds does. in Spanish. And I think he just says hola. Oh, it might maybe. be gracias, but I think he just says hola. <laughs> um, and then Jack tell, calls him his hero and he says, you don't mean hero like the sandwich, sandwich do you? Do you? <laughs> oh, poor Kenneth always and, diffusing the moment. Oh, and then you get Kenneth. He gets home and he takes off his page jacket and puts on a page sweater. Like is the only way you can describe it. It is an identical shade, long sleeve, like blue sweater with an NBC pin on it. He takes off the NBC jacket, puts on he the Mr. NBC Rogers pin. it. Oh, yeah, 100%. exactly. Yeah. Mr. Rogers it, which is, you no, know what, here's what's really funny about that because it used to be that you would come home from work and you would change into a sweater because you're wearing a nice suit at work. People don't yeah. really do that anymore. Yeah. So, but somehow that very normal human action of being like, this is what you do became because of Mr. Rogers. And because people don't do that anymore, they go into t-shirts. Oh, or no. pants. For me, it was, it was that it was the same sh- the same shade and it was the NBC pin on the sweater. No, no, I'm not just oh, with oh, that. You're not I'm saying something else. Okay, I'm sorry, saying sorry. something else. It's just really, really funny to me that that very normal human action now is a symbol of innocence and purity because Mr. Rogers did it and that's the only association we have with because that sort of he lifestyle. he had to hide all of his tattoos on his arm. Also very, very <laughs> true. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, he was like a Vietnam vet. He's yeah. a badass. <laughs> relevant article, Relevant Magazine did like an article of the best quotes from uh, Mr. Uh, Rogers and I cried when I read it on Aww. a bus. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> He was a very, very kind person. But no, I love that it's an exact replica of his blazer. Yeah. It's deeply charming. Um, he, and he is he, Mr. Rogers. He walks into this beautiful brand new TV and is put in the situation where he has to have a TV that he can't watch great shows on or that cable that is conveniently coming in through his window that he can just plug in and he chooses to do that it's a di- it's a difficult moral quandary I, yeah. mean, I mean and i don't know is it a good right choice because the first thing he says when he gets it is is spongebob squarepants supposed to be that yeah. scary but it really should yes. be how did you get into my apartment to put a tv in my apartment i mean that's fair uh how did they get, <laughs> uh, more importantly how did he get past the colonel yeah I, right with his does night the colonel, terrors so mm-hmm. he like watches tv every night with his neighbor I think that's or does his, the colonel live with him? I think roommate. the colonel's a roommate. I, I mean, how would Kenneth afford his own I place in New York City? I think he calls him his room, oh, no. uh, the, a neighbor, though. I don't think he calls him a roommate. I mean, that would make sense because isn't his mother's skeleton the roommate, right. too? Oh, man. As we saw earlier. But I wasn't sure. I thought the colonel was his roommate because I don't know how he'd afford anything. But. No, that was a Halloween decoration. That was not his mother's skeleton. I know, but it was funny. <laughs> but, yeah. but it was still a really good psycho joke. But I do want to go back to something, um, which is that inner city Latina joke. Um, mm-hmm. which is one of the great lines of this show. It is Absolutely. so hilarious. But when he goes back, like um, when Jack says, you know who has it hardest in this country? White men. We make the hard decisions nobody likes. Right. It is one of the funniest damn things I think I've ever heard. And I quote it regularly, particularly in this uh, political climate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it fits very beautifully. The struggle. He is, Don- he is. It's another one of those Donald Trumpisms that, uh, that, uh, that, um, jack i almost said alec and i'm like that's not right that jack pulls yeah mm-hmm. but that's the kenneth storyline that is the kenneth story should line. we get to jenna and tracy let's get to it this is a hard story how line. do you feel i 
you sighed like you sighed heavily like the world is on your shoulders so i kind of had an interesting thing this week where i was watching well so i was watching this episode in an airport which is funny because liz was on an airplane um and meta of you i know right i was having like this struggle where i was watching it and like the blackface stuff started with jenna deciding to be a black man and tracy being a white woman and i think i i was watching it and i was trying i was trying to figure out because i was like i know this is offensive and this isn't okay but i was realizing i didn't fully understand like all the the history behind why that's so offensive Mm -hmm. like it was one of the things where i legitimately like i knew it was wrong but it was one of the things where i knew it was wrong because i knew it was wrong and i didn't fully understand it and so then that i went on a whirlwind of digging into it and reading it and oh dear lord i'm glad i did no no no, i'm not laughing i'm laughing like if someone next to you is like looking and they're like why is she looking at blackface and minstrel shows (laughs) like how strange that would yeah. be or like like there's someone on a server at the airport who's looking at their <laughs> wi-fi <laughs> yeah so it was it was interesting and informative and i suggest everyone should understand that yeah no it's yeah. a really really fraught thing i remember i think the first time i really experienced it was um or like the, the how difficult the whole thing was i was young watching the movie holiday inn with uh bing crosby mm-hmm. which is where white christmas the song mm-hmm. we get it but they're doing all these different holidays and he does blackface on president's day <laughs> and it's a really troublesome the worst part is they're tr- actually really trying to be forward thinking that song by mm-hmm. honoring abraham lincoln and what he did but they, it's terrible and they just mm-hmm. like miss the mark um and it, it's really but i remember watching it and being confused by that because and it, it's very very strange i was told to watch the like last 10 minutes of bamboozled yeah watch all of bamboozled yeah. honestly bamboozled rough but yeah bamboozled goes into it really really interestingly um i actually wrote a paper about bamboozled in college mm. yeah that's a really hard have you seen bamboozled i have not it's a spike uh spike lee joint um, like with Damon Wayans and Jada Pinkett. Ooh, but I love a Wayne's brother. But it's basically about a modern minstrel show that then um, goes, basically, they're doing it as like satire to point out racism, but then uh-huh. America embraces it. And then it just like, and it just pretty much turns oh. into like this huge like battle over like what is ra- it like just anger boils. And it's a really angry movie mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. It's, it is painful to watch, but it's fascinating. That's really interesting. It's really stayed with me. I watched it like six years ago, and I actually think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really fair. Uh, that I hadn't thought about that. How it would feel to be watching that episode in public and like think processing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's interesting, but also. I think it's so funny to give a really, really complicated issue of like racism and feminism and give it to your two like dopey characters to work through. Yeah. Like not the intelligent, thoughtful characters. These are the two idiots working through this and being an example of it. That's That's, really interesting. I thought it was an interesting way of showing because I think that I'm sure that is a conversation that actually happens like white women or 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 black men. Yeah. It's every day. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But But, like as a white woman, I would 100 say like anybody who is not white has life way more difficult than we do like in every situation like and maybe that's a generalization but 100 percent that i don't care if i'm a white woman or a white man or a white child my life is nothing compared to any minority in this country yeah or anywhere no what year this 2008 right yeah this is an interesting moment though because this this, is obama this is the beginning of obama it's the beginning of the hope movement it like america was really weirdly different at this moment and not in a bad way but Mm. the conversation looked different i think we were a little more hopeful we were a little more um we had just seen a big step of progress so Mm -hmm. i think the conversation felt different then and then all the stuff that happened literally where am i going 
This was November eighth of twenty eight, two thousand eight. So oh, this would damn. have been. God, it was right then. It, it was, was the, the beginning. I don't know if what day of the month, the week that was. It was right before the election then, because the election is usually mid November. Isn't it normally the second Tuesday? Yeah, month? I thought it was. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So that's do you either. Vote, Kimmy? I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah, I'm like, so that would have been either the week before, or that probably was the week before the election. Okay, the second uh, Tuesday of the month is mid-November in my defense. But sometimes it's also like the ninth of the month. Which oh, that's true. That's early <laughs> November. Damn it! Uh, I tried. November. We should just have it on weekends. Uh, this aired November eighth of two thousand eight, which I know, was right? a Saturday. They're not a Saturday? That's weird. That's so weird. Were they doing it as part of their, like, Palin push? Maybe. I, that's so freaking bizarre. Unless IMDb was wrong on this episode. It might be wrong, only because... It's it, November it, 6th. That's okay. I wrote it wrong, is what happened. Got it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the... Uh, which was it would be, It's going to be Thursday night. Cause so, it was yeah, this would have been four days before the election. Oh, the, I days. miss those Thursdays. Oh, interesting. I miss those two thir- those NBC, NBC Thursday, Thursday nights. comedy nights. TV. Ugh. Right. They're kind of trying to bring it back. Cause, or, no, is it Tuesday nights they're still doing it? I think Tuesday nights are there. Is that when the good place is on or is it Thursday? It's on Tuesday. Is it on Tuesdays? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's <sighs> on Hulu. <laughs> it is on Hulu. It doesn't Hulu. matter. I know. Where do we watch it? Um, um, so, okay. So this storyline, it starts with, with Trace. <laughs> I, I wanted to get that out of the way first because if we talk about it and we laugh, like, like we understand the seriousness. Oh, it's very serious. The blackface mm-hmm. makeup. Um, I, so it starts with, with Jenna and Tracy having this thing and, they talk about the whole Halle Berry getting kissed at the Oscars. And I like That's that they take so the same funny. situation yes. and it caters for both of them. And I love that so much. It's so funny. Plus, I had never thought about that as offensive to anyone because I'm really into Adrian Brody and would have been <laughs> fine if I were Halle Berry. But then I was like, oh, I guess maybe a woman wouldn't want to just be kissed on national television, like yeah. a tack kissed. Right. Yeah, That's fair. But also, he's so adorable and excited in it. I'm not saying she doesn't <laughs> have a right to be upset, but I'm just saying feel free to attack kiss me if you win an oscar and i'm on stage <laughs> adrian brody <laughs> if you're listening there. adrian you make women cry in stellar artois commercials and you can kiss me at the oscars <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so they both <laughs> um yeah i've never been a big adrian brody fan, oh my so. gosh um oh that's a conversation i could have a podcast just on him i'm sure you could I love him so much cutie mm-hmm <laughs> Um, so it goes back and forth and then it, it culminates. Well, no, well, yeah, I guess with Tracy dressing as a white woman, Becky, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love that, which is so funny. And the fact that he, do you think I'm sexy? Tracy, we do it to you. And <laughs> yes, I do. I, that <laughs> was, giggle. I had never noticed that before of Frank, like having this moment of like, He's I really... know you're Tracy, but oh my gosh, you're so hot. <laughs> Frank, Frank's sexuality is so fraud. It's, I it's love it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I love Tracy's monster hand because he insisted that they put white paint on his butt mm-hmm. and they ran out of it. And so he has this monster claw. I love it a lot. <laughs> oh, it's so fantastic. He's running and it's like in the air. And she's like, pushing what him. is that? Oh, I guess before they get into their, their different makeup, we meet for the first time, but not the last, uh, Jeffrey Wienerslav. Wienerslav. No, this is, the se- is this the second time? I think this is the second time we've met him. I can't remember. Because the first time it happens, it's like Liz is scared to say what his real name is. And he says Wienerslav. I don't remember what the first Poor time Jeffrey. was. Poor Jeffrey. Poor <laughs> Jeffrey. Do you know how? He had some great lines in this episode, too. Oh, he's a really interesting role. Um, I would be really curious. I have no opinion on how he's portrayed. I would love to ask a transgender friend of mine what they think of that character because in a lot of ways you never saw transgender people on TV shows. Mm-hmm. I, that's the first time I ever saw someone portraying or, yeah, portraying a transgender person on TV oh, or this a comedy. Is the first time. But also... 
I don't know. I would just, I have no opinion on this character. I think it's funny and interesting, but I wouldn't be the person who'd be affected by this portrayal. Yeah. So I kind of want to pick some people's brains. I was trying to figure out if this goes, because we were having this conversation uh, with Jenny when she was on the show and how we, (laughs) how we, how we're like, it'd be so nice to see somebody who was transgender or gay and how their character wasn't about that that we were saying how like we just want to see like a transgender detective and they're a detective but they just all that happens to also be part of their storyline yeah but it's not and, about that it's yeah. about who what the work they do not yeah about so their... i don't know if this is one of the an, almost an example of that mm-hmm. where they happen to be in hr and they're working with you through this issue and in a moment their passion is but do you know how difficult it is to be an overweight transgender and, and like so there where maybe somebody could be offended by it which that's fine. We're allowed to be, we're allowed to have, but I'm just curious that this is also an instance where that's just a part of who they are, but it's not their defining moment. So it doesn't necessarily mean that all the other parts, the other things they say as their character, it's not because they're transgender. That's just a part of who they are. I don't yeah. Know. No, I see what you're saying. I think there's a point there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it's interesting. This was the, again, it was my first time seeing a transgender character on like a sitcom I watched. So yeah. I think that was interesting in itself. Fair enough. This episode's going for a lot of things, guys. It really yeah. is. It's a only a flavors, a lot, lot of layers, a lot of layers. It's only appropriate when Oprah's going to be on the show though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, so this all happens. And so we'll pause that storyline mm-hmm. because now we're going to get to miss winfrey mm-hmm. big oh oh man oh my goodness first of all the fact that that medicine gives her s- sexual nightmares and then you just see her asleep you're like no grandma no yeah it's so <laughs> horrifying <laughs> liz always has very extreme experiences on airplanes i find right she often has this kind of like freak out moment the one where the plane that has terrible turbulence in the future liz mm-hmm. just doesn't do airplanes a lot of herself comes out yes mm-hmm. too much too much liz Yes, again, which is I'm so glad I watched this in an airport. <laughs> it helped you really like connect with oh, the it, story. It totally did. It definitely <laughs> did. So Liz's storyline starts because she doesn't want to have jury duty, so she's never moved her address to New York so she could be in Chicago because she still <laughs> wants to be on Pizza Explosion's list, it, which is not a real place. Um, no, I'm proud of you for checking. And there, and because she wants to vote there, because she still wants to vote in a swing state. Which there was an article where somebody was like, number one, like. Illinois hasn't been a swing state in the last however many years or whatever and there's no that's where I found out the Chicago pizza explosion that's why I found it that's funny um, I've never understood not wanting to get on a jury because I've always I've been on one once and it's all I want to do was it fun oh it's so much fun like and oh, that, really? I was on a week-long case and it's Ugh, so and I, I don't not like my jury duty I had a <sighs> had, though I was really into the DA he was pretty cute <laughs> oh yeah and he was just such like a Harvey Dent like I was just like ooh, oh like gosh. you're like fighting and I like believed in him um, and then the uh, the defense attorney was a dick and I didn't like him. Mm. Um, also, the judge made fun of me in front of everyone. Really? Yeah. Why? Have I told you the story? No. Oh, my God. Tell it. Um, you know, you're in the lineup and they're asking questions about you. And I just graduated from UCI with a degree in English. And I was working in anthropology at that point. And so I was of trying course. to assert I was trying to assert who I was. Um, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I just did that. And I'm working retail. She was like, oh, I was wondering what you were going to do with that degree. And I'm like, you are a judge. You studied English oh. or history or poli sci. What is this shit you're giving me? <laughs> Girl. I was oh really upset. I probably actually should have said something, but I was just so caught off guard. Yeah. By right. how rude that, that was. Is, wow. But then I made the mistake of saying I DJed. And that put <laughs> made me clearly get on the jury because it turned out to be a driving under the influence of marijuana case. And That's what like, mine was. She's too. cool. She's cool. She'll be on. She'll be 
the end she's of this. A she's DJ. a DJ. She'll be, she'll be like, they were like, oh, she'll be cool about this. And I was like, no, I won't. I will not be cool. I will not be cool. But um, how long was your case? It was three days. Um, I didn't love the experience, but the case annoyed me. Mm-hmm. I was really frustrated with the case and I was, it was also like in a weird moment in my life where I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing and now I'm stuck in jury duty, but I didn't like that case. I've had friends work really cool cases and I was jealous. That's of that. a, mine was a DUI for marijuana as well. And we ended up, we did it for five. Cause I think the actual trial itself was two and a half days. And at the end of, or maybe it was three days and at the end of the first day, we came back and we're like, we don't know, like we're a hung jury or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. And they were like, we'll come back tomorrow and keep thinking about it. So we ought to come back the next day at the end of it. We couldn't get a, a whatchamacallit, a consensus. Damn. And so it ended up being over. But I, I loved it. And I don't know if part of it, too, like, I have a decent amount of lawyer friends. And so I'm used to, like, I hear the jargon in everyday situations. Uh-huh. Um, like Elwoods. <laughs> they're just always like, you're out of order. No, every time they, they treat my hiccups as objections. That's, if I hiccup and they'll say, I hold myself in contempt. It happens. Uh, trying to figure out where we're going to eat dinner is like a whole thing. So for me, it was really interesting. I was like taking notes of like, make sure to ask him about this later sort of thing. Like yeah. I just found it really interesting anyway. So Liz has to go back to Chicago. So Jack says, why don't you uh, get to enjoy the same luxuries as a dog? Here's some pills. And Ooh. I don't think she took them on the way there, but she took them on the way back, which is when she took them on the way there because that's why she was like, no grandma. No. Oh, you're right. You're right. Face. You're right. But on the way back is, yeah. When. But then we get to meet, meet Oprah we meet oprah we get to meet oprah oh my gosh i love when she talks about embossy pants like how excited she was how like last minute it was getting this i listened to the chapter on the way here today you did i did like so like i love the way she talks about this i love it so there's three really important things happening in her life when this episode is happening Mm -hmm. number one oprah agreed to be on the show uh number two this was the same week of her filming the first episode of sarah palin and it was the so they filmed this episode on like the 13th or whatever of the month Uh that evening was when they did snl and then the next day was her daughter's second birthday yes and it was peter pan and it was equally as important and it was alice's birthday Mm -hmm. birthday. Mm -hmm. and it's 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 really fun listening to her talk about it and how like oprah had given a minor and minor minor mild little bit of an interest <laughs> in possibly mild being on the interest. show yes, thank you're you right. a couple of months before and then it went back and forth and then oprah said no never mind but they had already filmed half the episode so she did, had to appeal to her business side saying if you end up backing out like hundreds of thousands of dollars have been wasted now and so she ended up getting a oprah to be on yes. um and then she talks about how she was explaining to oprah all the different things she was doing we're filming this and i'm going to snl and she's watching sarah palin videos and she's waiting for things to come in for the party and she makes a comment she's like if oprah thinks you're a little bit too busy like you're busy bitch. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you should probably get some uh, life my my things. work me is suffocating my life me yes um no i actually am really interested in how long they were trying to like get oprah and how long were they dreaming of this episode because you technically tracy and jenna always have conflict this isn't like mm-hmm. a new thing but mm-hmm. at the same time this particular conflict has been building since the end of season two like uh two or three episodes into the end of season two mm-hmm. where it's this particular because they're dealing with this particular conflict of he didn't pay me for my work mm-hmm. that like they've been just building this storyline and i wonder again they could have gone anyway with this and they could have just found a new conflict and had him go right the show works that way but she is resolving a five to six episode long conflict. And mm-hmm. I would be intrigued if they were like the whole time gunning. We're going to try to get Oprah. We're going to try to get Oprah. We really want, we want it to build to this coalescing that's dealing with feminism versus racism and who's really underrepresented. And we want to have this conversation and the perfect way to deal with that is to bring it 
Oprah. I mean, they could have brought powerful, wealthy. <laughs> fair enough. Who's harder to get? I know. Right? right? <laughs> Possibly Oprah. I would actually definitely yeah. Oprah. Yeah. But like this powerful, she's one of the wealthiest media people in the country i think absolutely regardless of gender and race like oh she's the wealthiest she is and she's such an incredible example because she does i love that they're like who can understand both sides and they just bring in oprah Uh it's such a perfect i remember when i first watched this too i like didn't see i was like ah i don't how do you deal with this and it was clearly yeah it just it fills in really beautifully it was perfect i really appreciate that so my in my dreams they were working for like months to get her which obviously it must have been but Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. right so they're on the plane and oprah is helping liz solve many of her problems i love mm-hmm. that liz Luckily. just word vomits over oprah she's so her. good just ever, here comes some more stuff <laughs> i really like that she's I had a sex dream with nate burkus and then he turned into dr oz has that ever <laughs> happened to you also i finally know who nate burkus is other than like a line at target i always see like a line of inner design because he has a new tlc show and it's really good oh does he really it's really good i really like it it's him and his husband and their daughter and they redo people's homes even the daughter helps well no the daughter's just there oh she's just there she's like two and she's gonna say what is she doing him and his husband are the most beautiful couple i think i've ever seen in my life i could just watch that show i could watch so much of that show nate jeremiah recommend jeremiah he only goes by jeremiah i'm sure yeah 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 nate burkus is super hot i get i get her feelings yeah i was gonna say he's super hot and frank uh, not frank oz frank oz, oz so hot dr frank <laughs> i mean let's be real frank oz is pretty that that mind you that, know that, that voice piggy oof <laughs> no, dr oz i can see like how someone would think he was hot he's a good looking dude i just want to keep talking about frank oz now that was okay good. dr oz is great ish i have complicated feelings with dr. yeah oz, he's actually. like said some things that like aren't really science but mm-hmm. whatever who who hasn't who hasn't mm-hmm mm-hmm no the things she brings up to to oprah and oprah's so kind so kind i love that shot where she's like oh can you keep your hands in outside of my clothing and you just see the hands go straight in the hair <laughs> like oh man it's such a funny shot oh liz also it's clearly filmed with a stand-in and they just put a wig yes clearly that. Yeah, like you're not gonna t- <laughs> you get to touch oprah <laughs> nope nope you can't do that um although liz does say in her book that she actually does smell really good so she at least I got, she said it. that and she said she got to hug oprah a lot in the scene mm-hmm. so rose water oh. and warm laundry i love it um so like there's this whole it's it, every time i watch this episode i can't watch it now thinking it's oprah like i always think it's pam the little teeny bopper that it ends up being mm-hmm. and so because of that i was trying to think like how terrifying it would be to be this 12 year old and this grown ass woman sits down next to you and she's like i lost my virginity at 25 like just to be that ch- that child and then i was thinking because you hear later that pam says because it when it, it's it's oprah but it's actually pam saying how she gets to fly first class because her mother's a flight attendant and when liz is hugging oprah and she's saying the line like can you get your hands outside my shirt uh like a black flight attendant like is standing there and she goes i'm okay but can you stay close and i was wondering if that was her mom oh what an interesting observation that's i like i hadn't thought about it and then i thought about the flight attendant line and so i went back and i watched and it's it's a black lady and so i was curious if it was isn't her mom. it a flight attendant yeah what, but she wasn't flying because of her mom. She's she, yeah. Pam tells Liz, I get to fly first class because my mom's a flight attendant. Oh. She tell in one of the flashbacks mm-hmm. it shows that I missed that when she, when when later on Liz goes, this does explain certain things, and it's Oprah saying, I get to fly first class because my mom, my boyfriend's in ninth, ninth grade. grade. That what I it's like. in that same scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the idea that they got Oprah to say my boyfriend's in ninth grade. I know is that my I really thing. liked it. Oh, it makes me so stinking happy. Those shots are so good. Also, didn't you love that they film 
the Oprah scenes with like that soft light. Like it's, yes. a, it's like a fuzzy. Like she's an angel. Yeah, it's just like glowy <laughs> and lovely, and but they just film her so beautifully. Right, but it's also like Liz is on drugs. Also that. Well, that, that is part of what it is. She is real high. <laughs> girl is high. Girl is girl's really riding. She's feeling good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm trying to think of the other really great things. She's got, I'll, I'll save one of them for my favorite line, but okay. she says a lot of really great things to Oprah. Um, and Oprah's so kind, but okay. I know we're talking about how scared Pam is or yeah. like how scared Pam should be, but also that is a very self-assured spunky tween. Oh, 100%. Pam is an amazing it. person. I mean, she helped them. Show me your emotional drawings. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, yours is upside down. That's how my oh, world feels right now. <laughs> oh my God. That's it. I love that she ends up helping the situation she solves it so much so like that just makes me so happy and that she's a certified babysitter and like that yeah she does have a lot of um and the fact that her best friend's name is gail too like that made me happy that there was that actual legitimate connection that little twist at the end no that cracks me up real uh real hard and then uh in the future gail shows up on the show which i love Mm -hmm. love when they get gail that episode and i need to stop being your frenemy and be your real bff she is like delivering that line like it is the most important line on earth too she's Which got I tears <laughs> like the drama she's bringing to that scene is so perfect the stakes were high and how theatrical it was right? very <sighs> classic Krakowski. The, and i think my favorite thing that comes out because 100 percent easily in any other situation liz brings in a 12 year old to solve a situation and jack would have ripped her a new one but the fact that he goes we've all been there and you learn that the reason Jonathan was hired was because Jack thought he was M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> is my favorite that thing that came out of, of that. Life. Oh, my gosh. Also, that is I such d- a great canon moment. I just watched uh, Split. Split. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Really? So good. Really? So good. You didn't like it. I didn't see it. I can't watch that movie. Oh, fair enough. Like, it was like Too James scary. McAvoy kills it. And it has like. Literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> He has, a, I think it has a 75% of Rotten Tomatoes, which for an M. Night Shyamalan movie No, M. Night, everyone's good. talking. Like, M. Night's in a renaissance because Wayward Pines is doing pretty yeah. well and getting good reviews and then Split did really well and they're making a Split too. He's in yeah. a renaissance and Devil even did pretty well. Mm-hmm. He's That's, in a yeah, renaissance. It was, it was quite... Night night. I, I like... And I just Philly. watched the episode of The Office when... <laughs> that happens where michael thinks that johnny depp moved into his apartment complex and he shows up a picture and it's not johnny depp and he's like yeah and he's using a fake name m Shyamalan, and jim goes m night Shyamalan." so it's like he lives in scranton pennsylvania um <laughs> but no but split was a really good movie i was not planning on watching it i was with a bunch of people and they're like hey we're gonna watch this and it was i was pleasantly surprised it was supposed to be nice. good yeah m night's really having a moment that. which i'm very happy for him in that yeah. Um, though I will never forgive him for ruining Avatar. Anyway, <laughs> what is uh? I I think it's time for favorite lines. Do you favorite, have favorite lines? lines? I do. What's yours? My favorite line I think is when it's in the when the Jack and uh, what's his face Kenneth storyline, where Kenneth is saying like stealing whatever he says about stealing and jack says i know i know the 10 commands kenneth and kenneth goes 10 (laughs) (laughs) there's not only 10 there's also a frank hat it says alien abduction i know i was like we can't forget that i saw that too um did you have a favorite line i don't know if this counts but i just want to nominate everything that um tracy said when he was in white girl face mm-hmm. becky mm-hmm. Giggle, giggle, Hi, giggle, giggle, giggle. do you think i'm sexy giggle, giggle, giggle. Yeah, lipstick. <laughs> so that's my nomination <laughs> i love it um uh, mine is i kissed a girl at camp and then she drowned yes <laughs> that line is i think it's just the delivery the, the way she like the hand in. She <laughs> it's so funny because that is what would happen to liz she would have a moment and then that girl would die yeah 
like, well, oh. now I don't know what my sexuality is for another 10 years or so. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Um, I do like that there's the interesting throwback kind of, like within the episode itself that when Liz is talking to Oprah, she comments on how like your episode about uh, following about following your fear and inspired me to wear shorts to work. And then later on, Jack says, this is worse than when you wore your shorts to work. <laughs> Callback. Um, Callback. I love They're it. so good at them, too. They're great at callbacks. They don't let jokes drop. They don't let storylines drop usually. Like, particularly at this point in the show, they get better at it forward. It's so good. Yeah. Pretty much any joke they make at the, in the, for a character becomes a part of their story and they keep it going. It's good writing. Um, okay. So if we're good, I'm going to, I'm going to pose you guys a couple of questions okay. because as we see, Liz has a problem and then her, her hero and the celebrity icon, Oprah technically doesn't help her but comes on the show but like her idea is that oprah's help the idea of oprah helps her so (laughs) i'm gonna throw you guys some scenarios and i want you to tell me which celebrity do you think would help you solve that problem best okay all right thanksgiving you're around the table with family Mm -hmm. and then your fun aunt who sometimes likes to mouth off makes a comment a derogatory comment about a political figure who shall be remain nameless that you find very offensive Mm mm-hmm who is a celebrity to come help you with this family political situation? And by derogatory, I mean, she says something negative, and not is like a, a celebrity th- or a character. Um, I'll say you can do whatever you no. want. I'll allow it. Cause I know who I would have in this situation. If, if a family member started mouthing off about politics in a way that I found upsetting and the whole, you feel the room like tensing up who can solve that problem for you guys. Are they going to solve the problem? They're going to pam it okay they're gonna make that problem uh, honestly, like, or distract from the problem i'm just like susan sarandon because oh. then she would yell at them for me that's a wonderful <laughs> that's so you don't even want it solved you just want someone to say it very well yeah i mean that's a really good goal like, do they have to solve it like does everybody have to be happy or just just me be happy <laughs> i think you can choose just you be happy if that's okay. your end goal I, ch- I choose happiness i choose <laughs> you susan sarandon <laughs> pokeball style god she's so gorgeous I'm obsessed with it. I just watched Feud and I think she was, <gasps> the best was thing. so good. Oh, I loved so it. And good. the costume. Okay. I know. I yeah. want to dress like Betty Davis all the time. All the know? time. That's all I want to be. Guys, just call me Betty. Also, I love that spelling of Betty. Anyway. Me too. Kelsey, you got anyone? I can pitch mine if you guys want. Yeah, cool. pitch yours because I'm also going, okay, well, this is like a wish situation. I'm just going to be like, well, can John Krasinski show up? Like, he's not going to help the situation, but I get to spend time with John Krasinski. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, that's fine. <laughs> what if it's about what you want in right. the scenario? Right. Actually, my, sorry, my initial response was just because it went political is that I want Toby Ziegler to show up because he'll be able to walk circles and talk circles around whatever the situation is. Which one is he? From, the from West, West Wing. Wing. No, Richard I know, but Schiff. which one is he? Richard Schiff. He's okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I know who that is. He would be good. He'd be great in that mm-hmm. situation. I really want Joe Biden to show up. Okay. Because at first yes. he would really frustrate all right, some of Leslie my nope. No. Stay, well, first of all, she was right. You're all, thank you. Thank you. Um, I will take that compliment. I, but I would have Joe Biden because A, he would really, first he would like frustrate some of my family by mm-hmm. being Joe Biden and that'd be slightly funny. But then himself. he would be so kind and we'd make friendship bracelets and he would just get us to talk and he'd put his aviators on mm-hmm. and he would diffuse the situation because he is a damn nice man and he would make everyone feel comfortable in the end even if they were a little grumpy about joe biden being there first and so i want joe biden to be at my thanksgiving so this is me saying it to the world joe biden please come to thanksgiving this year at the lucas house (laughs) 
<laughs> so, you're invited. You're, Tell me ice cream. Mm-hmm. Okay. My next scenario is this. You're at work. You're in a meeting, mm-hmm. right? And then you start, you keep trying to say something. You keep getting walked over at work. Your boss mm-hmm. doesn't listen to you. Who is the celebrity that comes in and stands up for you or helps you with that situation to be more assertive and say what you need? Mm-hmm. The first person I thought of was Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I was just like, oh, of course. But that is a great answer. <laughs> He'll just be like, hey. He absolutely would solve that problem. There you go. <laughs> he would absolutely solve that problem. I'm not good at this game. No, it's a hard <laughs> game, but that's part of the fun. I'm just going with my first instinct. I think Gilbert Godfrey was an excellent, excellent choice. Thank you. Um, I want to think about this for a sec. Who's the guy who did all of the infomercials? Billy, Billy Mays. Billy Mays, Mays right? R.I.P. Or you want Sham Wow guy who's stringier and probably on more drugs? No. You want that Billy guy Mays? Is yeah. Definitely on more drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think the Sham Wow is soaking up? Mm-hmm. Drugs. Because I enough. think he'll come in and like distract people and like just have that loud voice and da 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 and like and now to Kelsey and then I can finish talking. Yes. I think that's a really and good the solution. Numbers, yeah. I think it's a great solution. I really want Steve Irwin. Yes. Stay with me. Oh my god, you both pick dead people. I know. I know. I'm just thinking that too. What are we doing? This is not this is not we didn't take this the practical route. Right, no, I want Steve fine. Irwin because I think Steve Irwin would charm everyone. Mm-hmm. But then he gets oh my god, look at this crocodile. And then I could be the crocodile. He's like, look at Kimmy, she's got a great uh, idea. I thought you were gonna go, look at this boss, he's the crocodile. I'm gonna wrestle him to the ground or to the Ooh. person over talking you to shut them up so you can keep talking. I think that's a really, really good uh, I think that's a really, <laughs> he's really just good. wrestling the person to the ground in the corner. Go, Kimmy, go. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good. That's. Uh, I was thinking he would just make everyone excited about me the way that I hate alligators, but he made me care about alligators. <laughs> See, I thought you were all just going to end up petting a cool animal. I mean, that's also he just happens to have a sloth with him. The sloth, the baby sloth. I know, it just solves all the attention. Stingray. No, I think it's oops, perfect. Sorry. Oh, Aww, too soon. Too real. You can pet. St- usually they're very docile. You can pet them. No, I like a good stingray, just not the giant ones. And no, it's it's just so weird. sad. It's have just you seen so that sad. Picture and the stingray is like behind those three girls and they're just like Ugh! oh i love it when it's like coming up on them yeah. it's so good and he's just like <laughs> is that what a stinger sounds like <laughs> i really like it great job um okay one more situation okay. <laughs> you and your boo thing are at the movie you want to see this movie i don't know what movie it is give me a minute and he wants to see that movie you want to see the cool new action flick but he wants to watch the new morgan freeman drama who comes and helps you guys conflict resolution this out Mm. Andy Samberg. Ooh, why Andy Samberg? I feel like he'd just be like, like make some weird noises, and then, <laughs> and then it would just be like party, and then it would just be a party. It would be a party, but what movie do you see? Um, I don't think we just don't go see a movie. <laughs> oh, so you just end up being like, f this movie, we're gonna go party. <laughs> Andy, we're going to the bar down the street. <laughs> I want a bunch of um of the writers from different BuzzFeed articles to show up, like the their quizzes Ooh. and trivia's, and they're going to end up asking us questions, and they will help us figure out what movie we see. This oh, is the so best logical. answer. That was very, very, very reasonable. <laughs> I really want Sue and Mel from the Great British Bake Off to come. Yes! I think they would be able. They would just so be able to diffuse any situation, and we end up laughing. And then I think like you, and they would bring an infused cupcake with stuff, and in they it, bring right? us something to eat, and I think we'd end up just goofing off but i just feel like yes, they're so like kind and they just make a lot of ridiculous puns and they would help us figure out what we really want because that's <laughs> what they're so good at at bake off is helping you calm down and come down yes. from an intense situation so yes, plus here's the thing but. and here's the thing too so say we don't come to a resolution i go 
with Mel and watch this movie. He goes with Sue to watch that movie. When <laughs> we just split up, we meet up at the end, we eat some cupcakes. So and you're like, you're like you're boothing off with the lesbian. Exactly. Case. I thought about that. I thought that's exactly what I thought. I was going to ask you just how you case. decided who went with who. That makes so much more sense. That is 100% my strategy. That's Thank you fantastic. for understanding. So <laughs> smart Kimmy. I know. I thought about it. I love it. That is so, Becca. Thank you so much for coming on this. You know, so much fun. We tore Thirty Rock up. So <laughs> great. Done plugs. Up. What are you working on? Where can people find you? Do you have any things coming up? Turn I up. will have my podcast premiering on Sunday, which is Mother's Day. It's so called two days ago. Two days ago. <laughs> Meet your moms. You can find it on Lipson or on iTunes, or you can follow us on Twitter. We're Meet Your Moms, or you can email us a mom suggestion. Meet your moms podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And my personal stuff is my instagram is princess pizza bagel and my twitter is pizza bagel becca because princess pizza bagels too long for twitter and yeah follow me and bother me and talk to me and all yeah. those fun things all come hang things. out with both of us at the nerd melt yeah we'll be there we'll be there always 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 there uh seeing the shows so um kelsey how about you you can find me mm-hmm. sorry i was following the podcast on uh what is this called twitter um, <laughs> this this thing i'm looking at this newfangled nonsense <laughs> you can oopsies i'm breaking things again you can find me places on twitter and instagram at redheaded blonde and you can find our podcast sorry i'm you will find it how dare you skip me i know you can find our podcast places at talk 30 rock to me or talk 30 rock to me at gmail.com but you can find miss kimberly lucas other places mm-hmm. i'm at, at kimchi lucas everywhere um the second wednesday day of every month you're, you're there at kimchi oh you did say kimchi i said lucas. at kimchi lucas Got everywhere <laughs> and you can um i am working every the second wednesday of every month i am working a really great storytelling show at the virgil called radio picture show oh awesome yeah it's great please come hang out come see the show it's really funny um it's they're great stories i'm the one that's flustered in the back making sure the photos and music play in time um yeah so that's where you find us you will share to explain where we find our podcast please rate and subscribe and please reach out to us on the social media if you uh reach out we will try to give you a shout out on here um mm-hmm. and and thank you for coming and hanging out with us yes, yes. thank you for having thank me thank you becca please take a tangerine on your way out oh my god these <laughs> girls such good hostesses i know basically I just buy loaves of bread and then i eat them in front of people <laughs> it's the dream bread makes you fat that's my scott pilgrim <laughs> that's reference scott- <laughs> <laughs> was that funny did it work guys cool all right thank you so much becca thank you thank you for listening right, bye guys bye, bye. and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.